everybody, and welcome to That Wrestling Show, the podcast where all pro wrestling matters. I am your host, Bill Yankovi, and this week, holy cow, what a week here, going to review AEW Revolution, and I'm going to be honest, it's going to be a very positive review. Uh, early candidate, I think, for the pay-per-view of the year uh, in 2022. Plus, uh, WWE Hall of Fame news, uh, as we're getting closer and closer to WrestleMania, and other wrestling news. So, gonna begin with a very interesting story. So, I get this email yesterday from Pro Wrestling Tees, which sells like a thousand bajillion t-shirts of wrestlers. And... In this email is this announcement that they are opening a nationwide pizza chain, like a <laughs> kind of you know like Pizza Hut and Domino's and that. Um, it is called Power Bomb Pizza. I have the website in front of me, and I'll talk about the locations in a couple of minutes and who they're working with here but the menu is absolutely awesome so the menu each individual food that they are selling is named after a wrestler so for example your appetizers you have Eddie Guerrero's Latino Heat Wings and Gangrel's Fantastic Garlic Breadsticks. So those are your appetizers. Then we get to the pizza. And they come in three sizes. Jobber, which is a small. Midcard, which is medium. And a main eventer, which is a large. And... <laughs> Let me tell you what is on all these pizzas. So the first one we have is the Four Cheeses of Foley. Well, it tells you right there. It's cheese pizza, but it's mozzarella, parmesan, provolone, and romano pizza. Then we have, for you pepperoni lovers out there, the Godfather's Pimpin' Pepperoni Pizza, which is pepperoni and mozzarella cheese. Then we have my personal favorite, Vader's Mastodon Meat Lover's Pizza, which is sausage, pepperoni, bacon, and mozzarella cheese. And they didn't leave out you veggie lovers, because there is Rob Van Dam That's a Lot of veggie, Veggies Pizza, which is mushroom, onion, green pepper, red pepper, tomatoes, and mozzarella cheese. Then... There is the Legion of Doom Chicago Street Fight Pizza, Italian Beef, Giardiniera, I'm sure I botched that one, and Mozzarella Cheese. Then we have Kevin Nash's, Kevin Nash, Kevin Nash's Big Sexy Sausage Pizza, which is sausage and mozzarella cheese. Then we have Piper's Barbecue Pit Pizza, that's obviously Roddy Piper, Barbecue sauce, barbecue grilled chicken, bacon, onion, and mozzarella cheese. And finally, Bret Hart's Best There Ever Was Supreme Pizza of Pepperoni, Sausage, Mushroom, 
onion, green pepper, black olives, and mozzarella cheese. Then, if you have enough room for dessert, there is Brutus the Barber Cheesecake. Yes, <laughs> cheesecake. <laughs> and that is all of the items that they have at Powerbomb Pizza. Now, the locations. Now, I'm sure a lot of people are wondering where where is it going to be? Well, there are two places that are right now currently open. There's one in Huntington Beach, California, and one in Las Vegas, Nevada. And throughout the next several months and probably throughout the rest of the year, uh, I, I did see a map. I saw New York City is going to be opening one soon. Philadelphia. There's going to be some more in California. Um there's going to be a bunch of other places that are going to be opening a power bomb pizza. Now, this is a delivery only uh, pizza place. You can't go, you know, sit at the table, bring the family to, um, you know, enjoy a nice family meal. To order, you must use either Uber Eats or Postmates. That's all you have to do to order. And then there is a way that you could become a partner um, to get you know, into this if you have a restaurant. And they do have a merchandise uh, link, which is at ProWrestlingTees.com. And it's just Powerbomb Pizza. And it's just the pizza giving another pizza a Powerbomb. So uh, this is the latest in pro wrestling and restaurants. The Power Bomb Pizza, uh, like I said, it's open in many locations or in a couple locations right now, and it will be opening in more places in the very near future. All right, uh, WWE this week announced Vader would be going into the WWE Hall of Fame. Um, this is one where it's like, a, it's nice, but. You could have done it while he was still alive. But still, this is actually shaping up to be a pretty nice class for 2022. You got Vader as the headliner. Or The Undertaker as the headliner, pardon me. Vader's in it as well. I've heard a few other names uh, also. And they're going to do the Hall of Fame so weird again this year. Because they're going to do, with some of them, virtual speeches. So, because, you know, the, the whole the whole Hall of Fame thing is so ridiculous this year. Because it's like, okay, we're going to do it after SmackDown. It's only going to be 90 minutes. Which, again, really doesn't make any sense. It's the Hall of Fame. Come on. I, yes, I know it's WWE. WWE doesn't have a real Hall of Fame. I know that. I get that. But some of these people take the Hall of Fame very seriously as if this is my life's work here. You can't give them... You, you can't do 90 minutes. I'm I, I'm sorry. It's got to be longer. They planned this terribly this year. They really did. Um, but maybe they'll do better when they're in Los Angeles next year for WrestleMania. But still, so far, a pretty good class 
for 2022. And uh, I will be talking about that on the DK and Bill Wrestling Podcast during uh, WrestleMania week, which you guys can hear in just a few weeks. It's actually two weeks, two, yeah, about two and a half weeks away from us doing that episode. That's going to be a fun episode to discuss. AEW had a lot of signings this week. Um, some, well, we saw one at the pay-per-view, but let's talk about it. Uh, the big one, I think, Jeff Hardy coming to AEW. That one was, that one was very well known. I, I don't think you could have hit that one from anybody that Jeff was coming to AEW. It, you just knew it was going to come. Uh, Shane Swerve going to AEW. That's a very nice move. Shane, I, I've I've interviewed him. I've met him. He's an awesome guy. Um, this is a great pickup. I think they're going to do something real good with him in AEW. Uh, Paige Van Zant, who we've seen many times with America's Top Team in the past. She's now got a contract. She's going to be there. But the big surprise out of all of this was William Regal on AEW and man what a surprise and I'll talk about the reaction um, when I get to the review of Revolution here in a few minutes but oh my goodness what a reaction a big surprise William Regal joining AEW. I did not think that was going to happen, but it is going to happen. It is happening, and it is off to a very, very good start so far. Uh, the road to WrestleMania is looking very different after the last several days. Ricochet last week defeated Sami Zayn on SmackDown to win the Intercontinental title with a little help from Johnny Knoxville. And then Rated RK Bro won the Raw Tag Team titles in a in the triple threat match. A really good triple threat match. That was a really good match. Really enjoyable. Um I did not think that the titles were going to change hands. I really didn't think it was going to change hands, but it did. And we are, as it is recording, three weeks away from WrestleMania 38, a two-nighter. And the card is starting to get packed, folks. So, a quick reminder of... The current matches that we're going to have at WrestleMania, obviously the big one, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, uh, winner-take-all unification title match. That's the biggie. That's the big one there. Uh, Charlotte defending the SmackDown title against Ronda Rousey. Becky Lynch defending the Raw Women's title against Bianca Belair. Ray and Dominic Mysterio against The Miz and Logan Paul. Gotta wonder how Logan Paul's going to do, especially after how good Bad Bunny was last year at WrestleMania. Maybe we're setting the bar a little high for Logan Paul, but it remains to be seen. Drew McIntyre will face Happy Corbin. Edge takes on AJ Styles. A triple threat match for the women's tag team titles. Queen Zelina and Carmella will defend against Sasha Banks and Naomi and Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan. 
Pat McAfee against Austin Theory and Johnny Knoxville against Sami Zayn. Plus, Kevin Owens will have a big time edition of the KO show, Stone Cold Steve Austin, to be the guest on the KO show. That is right now. All of that is a part of WrestleMania 38, which is three weeks from tomorrow. Three weeks away from another two-night WrestleMania. Have to see what happens there. But this past Sunday was AEW Revolution. And like I said in the beginning, we might have a legit contender for the show of the year, for the pay-per-view of the year. This was an absolute amazing show from beginning to end. There was one or two matches that, you know, were like, eh, it's all right, but everything else. Like, honestly, I I don't know what to say. It just, everything hit so good on this night. It just did. So, going to go through the matches, going to give you my ratings, and going to give you uh, David, uh, trying to think, David Lee Roth Meltzer's ratings uh, of the pay-per-view with the matches. So, going to go into the buy-in, and the buy-in had three matches. Usually, you know, they only get a half hour, they get one pre-show match, but here we were able to get three. And they didn't, you know what, the three weren't that bad, especially Especially the third one. The third one, when we get to that, or when I get to that, wow. So the first pre-show match was Layla Hirsch against Chris Statlander. Good women's match, continuing the rivalry between the two. Just a good back-and-forth match. And I'll tell you, Layla Hirsch is so good in the ring. She, I, I think she's going to be someone that AEW is going to develop in the next year or two as someone that can win their one of their women's titles here in AEW. I really think that could happen. And she's coming as a really good heel, which makes it that much more entertaining, I think. So at the end of the match, Layla Hirsch grabs a turnbuckle that was underneath the ring, hits Statlander with it, then hits a moonsault to get the three count in the victory. That feud is going to continue on. I gave that a C minus, and Dave Meltzer gave that two and a half stars. Next match was QT Marshall against Hook. This was Hook's longest match to date. How long? Barely five minutes. But it was still a fun match to watch. This was just showcasing Hook, really. That, 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 that's all it was. Not saying that it's a bad thing. And I think... I, I'm just going to say it. Rookie of the year, the, the contest is over. Hook has this one. This Hook is the rookie of the year for 2022. Unless some other phenomenon comes in, between now and the end of the year, Hook is your Rookie of the Year, folks. Let's just say it as it is. But a fun match. Hook wins with Red Rum. Uh, I gave that a C-. 
Meltzer gave it two and a half stars. I, I kind of prefer this one a little bit over the women's match, just because I kind of liked what they were doing in this match. Not And again, I'm not saying that Hirsch and Statlander was a bad match, because it wasn't. I just kind of preferred this one over the other. Then our final buy-in match was a six-man tag team match where the House of Black, Malachi Black, Brody King, and Buddy Matthews making his in-ring debut against Pac, Pac, however however we call him at this point, uh, Penta Oscuro, and Eric Redbeard, Eric Rowan. My God, what a match this was. This was awesome unbelievably well done a fun match and I'll tell you I got to see stuff from Eric Redbeard that I never saw him do in WWE and this is kind of uh, kind of the freedom that you get when you're outside of WWE is you're able to do more stuff and show people that you could do some stuff I mean Rowan Redbeard however we want to I know he's Redbeard I'm just used to Eric Rowan he hit a drop kick. He was doing some nice moves. And this was such a fun, fast-paced match. Told a real good story. The ending, uh, Redbeard got the mist in the eyes. And then uh, the Gonzo Bomb by Brody King to get the three count and the victory. A really good match. I would love to see this six-man tag match again. Because those six really brought it. I think the one that may have impressed me the most, honestly, was Eric Redbeard. I was really impressed by him. So, then we get to the pay-per-view, and poor Jim Ross. Oh, poor poor Jim Ross. <laughs> he does the intro. Oh, God. He, I, I think he's in his 60s. Let me look up how old Jim Ross is real quick, because what happens here? in the beginning oh i i laughed but at the same time i felt so bad okay he's 70 years old he's 70 years old so we start off the pay-per-view and and jim you know jr does the intro you know he's like it's sunday night you know what that means and you know, he goes through the motions, and I was like, It's AEW Revolution! We're live from... Where are we? <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. No, JR, no. <laughs> Where are we? <laughs> oh, man. You know, it, it, it was the... It was, you know, it was the moment. That's all it was. It was just the moment. So our opening match, Eddie Kingston against Chris Jericho crowd was into this one and the first move of the match Eddie Kingston grabs Jericho does a half and half suplex Jericho lands right on his head and it was scary looking oh my god it scared the daylights out of me I was like oh no like that I mean, that could have ended so bad. But Jericho managed to go through, and I have not heard anything. I have not heard if, you know, any injury reports um, as far as Jericho. I, I guess he's all right because he was on Dynamite on Wednesday. But, God, this was such a 
physical, brutal brawl. You could see the redness on Jericho's chest from the chops. Just a terrific match back and forth. And then Eddie Kingston hooks on the, the plum submission. And Jericho taps. Jericho taps. Let, let, let's, let me say that again. In 2022, Christopher Jericho, arguably one of the greatest wrestlers to ever put on a pair of boots, tapped. He tapped out. And it was a fantastic match. It was a fantastic match. I gave this match a B. Meltzer gave it four and three quarter stars. Uh, real quick, I want to go back. With the six-man tag, I gave that a B. Melter gave it four and a quarter stars. Then we go to the three-way match for the AEW Tag Team titles. The Young Bucks and Red Dragon, the challengers against Jurassic Express, the champions. My God, what another amazing match this was. It was all over the place. Again, you had a good story. The story where the Bucks and Red Dragon just keeping Jungle Boy out from making the tag. And it was like, whoever gets the pin, you know, it's like, okay, we're cool with it. But as the match goes on, you see some tension between the Bucks and Red Dragon. And it builds, it builds, and builds. And then you get Luchasaurus coming in, and it just... Everyone is flying all over the place. And, you know, they're getting these moves in. And it was so good. It really was. Um, And finally, it was Jungle Boy who got the pin on Matt Jackson to retain the tag team titles. This was an insane match. It really was. Um, I gave this an A. This was a tremendous match. Um, excuse me. This match was insane. That's all I'm going to say. Is This was an insane match. Meltzer gave this four and three quarter stars as well. So two matches in a row that got four and three quarter stars. Then we go to the Face of the Revolution ladder match where it was... Christian Cage, Power Hobbs, Ricky Starks, Keith Lee, Wardlow, and Orange Cassidy. This one had a little bit of a hard time to live or to, you know, go to be as good as the previous match, but it was still a good match. And they I thought they did a good job of how you had the three kind of smaller men. I'm not saying they're small, but the three smaller men in the match being Cage, Cassidy, and Starks. And then you had the three power men, Hobbs, Wardlow, and Lee. And they kind of separated at times. And it, and it was good. It was enjoyable. And Orange Cassidy had some really good spots. I think my favorite spot in the match was Orange Cassidy had the ladder on his head. And, you know, he was kind of doing like the old Three Stooges bit where you walk into something and like that. And it's Wardlow and Keith Lee who grab the ladder, like the ends of the ladder. And they kind of, they lift the ladder up. 
So Orange is hanging on. He's in the middle of the ladder. Then Orange skins the cat, gets onto the ladder, onto his feet, almost grabs the ring in a really great spot. It was absolutely awesome looking. Orange Cassidy did really good. He did get injured, but fortunately... Uh, no surgery is going to be needed for Orange. He'll be out of action for a few weeks, but no injuries, no no surgery for Orange Cassidy. Um, then there was a part where Hobbs and Lee were getting the bigger ladder, which was all the way up the ramp, and they were fighting for it, and the ladder just split in half. It split in half, which was a really good spot. And... Eventually, it came down to Starks and the Wardlow, and Wardlow knocks Ricky Starks off. Wardlow grabs the brass ring, wins the ladder match. A good match. Um, like I said, it was it was going to be hard for them to top the previous match, but I thought it was a good match. Uh, I gave this a B. Melter gave it three and three quarter stars. Then after that, we had uh, the Shane Strickland interview. Which I talked, you know, I talked about uh, Shane signing with AEW, and then we go to the TBS Championship match. It is Ty Conti challenging Jade Cargill for the title, and Jade has her theme played uh, live, and Jade is wearing uh, the costume of Jade from Mortal Kombat, and Jr. is like, "Ah, oh, Jade looks look like a superhero." Honestly, I didn't really put two and two together that she looked like a video game character. So, in the beginning of the match, and this was a weird spot, Jade kisses Conti on the lips. It's like, okay, it's a little different. Um, but this was a good match for the time they were given. You could see Conti has improved so much. And I saw Cargill look better in there. I Honestly, I think this might have been Jade's best match to date. Um, at one point, she hit a beautifully executed frog splash. It was one of the best-looking frog splashes I've ever seen, actually. That's how good it was. Uh, Conti almost got a near fall. Couldn't really get it. Uh, and then Jade Cargill hit uh, Jaded to get the win to retain the title. I gave this a C. It wasn't like I, it really wasn't that bad of a match. And I thought this was Jade's best match so far. And that's you know saying a lot. And she, I've heard that she's been working with Brian Danielson, and you know it's you could see it in the ring. She's looking better, and this is definitely proof. Meltzer gave this two and a quarter stars. Then we go to the dog collar match. MJF against CM Punk. So MJF, this was really cool. So the first music that is playing is Cult of Personality. And it's like, okay, Punk's coming out first. Ah, we got fooled. MJF comes out. MJF is in the ring. Then we hear this song. Hear this familiar song. Boom, 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 bo
no way. Like, I, you guys know I'm, I'm a diehard Ring of Honor fan. It's Punk's old theme. It's AFI. It's Miseria Cantera. And here's Punk. He's got the jacket on with the three X's on the back. He's wearing the white baggy shorts that he used to wear in Ring of Honor. And, you know, because there's, you know, they don't have any guardrails to hit. So I was using my feet, you know, to do the, the clapping of, you know, like the rail going like boom, 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 boom. You know, so I was really into it. Um, but man, this match was a fight. It was a fight. Punk bled. He must have bled buckets of blood. I almost said water. Buckets of blood in this match. Uh, MJF bled. Not nearly as much as Punk, but he did bleed. Um, and this was a very interesting match where... You'd, you'd think there would be violence, like a lot of violence. And there was a lot of violence, but it was a different kind of violence, and it told a story. And it was a good story. It was more of like a strategic story that was being told. And you get to the end, MJF grabs the black bag. That's the universal sign. There are thumbtacks in there. They each went into the thumbtacks at one point, and MJF's reaction when he goes in is priceless. It is absolutely priceless. Um, Wardlow comes out. MJF, you know, is asking him to give him the ring. Wardlow can't find the ring, and then Wardlow, after MJF goes onto the thumbtacks, he finds the ring, leaves it on the mat, gives it to Punk. Well, actually, he leaves it on the mat for Punk to get. And he leaves. And pretty much that's Wardlow saying, I am done with MJF. And Punk hits MJF with the ring. Then he does, you know, the pin. And it's over. It's over. Punk wins a really good match. I gave this a B plus. Meltzer gave this four and three quarter stars. Then we go to the AEW women's title match. Again, I felt bad because this had to follow a really good match. Thunder Rosa challenging Britt Baker. This one, until the last five minutes or so, I was kind of out of it. That dog collar match was a lot to watch in a good way. Um, but again, here, Britt Baker's got outside interference from Jamie Hayter and Rebel. It's too much for Thunder Rosa, Thunder Rosa, to take, and Baker retains the title. I gave this a C plus. Meltzer gave it three and a quarter star. And something I want to mention is Baker came out with a new design of the AEW Women's Title, and I was like, "Oh, they're gonna, they're gonna have her drop the belt because, you know, it, it's kind of." a universal sign where if some, you know, if a champion comes out with a new designed belt like that, nine times out of ten, they're going to lose the title. Well, this is the one time where it didn't happen. Then we get to Brian Danielson and John Moxley. Wow. This match was insane. An unbelievable fight. And 
they get to the floor and they're beating the crap out of each other and they're bleeding not as much as punk but they're bleeding and this is a fight that's taking its toll on everyone you know the the two competitors in the ring and then the ending i have a little complaint with the ending and 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 i try not to complain i really don't so the end of the match brian has john moxley in a triangle he's got him in a, in a submission moxley reverses the the triangle he bridges and then the ref counts one two three moxley wins i I guess that wasn't the ending i expected maybe that's why i'm a little disappointed in the ending but again that's just me and that's really my only complaint of the entire show so it's a very small complaint uh danielson is surprised with the ending he and moxley they continue the fight uh security comes out they can't do it referees come out they can't do it and then here comes william regal to the pop of the this was the biggest pop of the night it really was nobody i don't think anybody saw this coming and it kind of reminded me of the first rambo movie if if, if you've ever seen the if if you've if you've never seen the first rambo movie first of all shame on you you need to go see it towards the end of first blood which is the title of the first rambo movie rambo is about to kill the sheriff of the town when the i want to say it was like lieutenant who basically trained him in the military for vietnam comes in to stop him and this is what it kind of reminded me of here minus the big speech at the end by stallone uh at the end of the movie there there was no sad speech at the end of this one so regal gets in the ring he looks at both men he looks at moxley slaps moxley across the face and you're like oh god and then he goes to danielson and danielson's got a little bit of a smile on him regal slaps danielson across the face and basically it's like you guys got to get your crap together this is over this is over and then here comes Stallone going nothing is over nothing nothing is over no Stallone did not come uh but they both shook hands and that was it and then now we have this potential dream tag team with William Regal as their mentor oh it's insane what a wonderful week wrestling was uh, I gave this a B minus. Melter gave it four and three quarter stars. Then we go to the sleeper match of the night for me. I did not expect this to be as good as it ended up being. It is a six man tornado tag team match. So you got Andrade El Idolo, Matt Hardy, and Isaiah Cassidy facing Sammy Guevara, who was the TNT champion. Scorpio Sky, now the TNT champion. Congratulations to Scorpio Sky on winning the belt. Sting and... My God, 
I I thought we had enough violence for the night, but then you get this match. Nobody bleeds, but still, it is fun to watch. They go all over the building. There are ridiculously insane spots throughout the building. But the moment, the moment of the match is Matt Hardy, Andrade, and Sting. They're in the crowd. They have four tables set up. I think it was the Butcher and the Blade that set it up. And I want to say it was Matt that was on the table. Was it Was it Matt? Yeah, I think it was Matt. So Matt... No, it was Andrade because Matt was the one who ended up getting pinned. I apologize. So Andrade is put on the table. Here is Sting, who is... And, and we're told he's 62 years old. There are, in, in this spot, there are three kids. The oldest couldn't have been no more than 10. Sitting in this spot where Sting's about to jump. And I'm like, oh my god, please, don't, don't, don't hurt the kids. Please, don't hurt the kids. So Sting does this dive... And he hits it perfectly on Andrade going through the tables in this spot that you wouldn't believe. You know, because it's, well, I mean, first off, it's Sting. But then Sting, who is in, he's 62 years old, gotta mention that, 62 years old. My God, that spot was insane. Um... But eventually, the end of the match, Darby Allen uh, hits the coffin drop on Matt Hardy to get the pin. Uh, this was a crazy fun match to watch. I gave this a B plus. Meltzer gave it four stars. Then we get to the main event: the AEW World Title, Adam Cole challenging Adam Page, and the fans were having a lot of fun. Where it was, let's go, Adam, bum, 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 bum. Let's go, Adam, bum, 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 bum. This was, like, this show. I, I could just watch this show again, and I'd enjoy it. Such a fun title match. After everything we had on this show, and this show was stacked. And this isn't, you know, this isn't all out. This isn't double or nothing. But this freaking show was stacked. And you have this main event. Such a good main event. Where Cole, you know, is trying to cheat with O'Reilly and Fish. Dark Order come to save him. And then, you know, it's just a good back and forth match. Adam Page hits the buckshot lariat in the end to get the win. To retain the title, I mean, you wouldn't think that this was a five-hour show, the way this went. If you if you count the buy-in, you would not think, you would not think it was a five-hour show. Because this show flew fast. I gave this an A-, Meltzer rated this four and a half stars. Alright, so... Uh, what did I think of this pay-per-view? Like I said, this is an early candidate for 
pay-per-view of the year, show of the year. This was from beginning to end. And I, I'm sure I'm going to upset peop, some people here. But, you know, I, I'm not one of those that are like, I'm going to, you know, if I hurt your feelings on this comment, then there's problems with you. This is one of the best pay-per-views I've ever seen. That's how good this entire show was. It was by far one of the best pay-per-views I have ever seen. And I've seen a bunch of WrestleManias. I've seen WCW pay-per-views, TNA pay-per-views, Ring of Honor, some ECW pay-per-views. This legitimately was one of the best pay-per-views I have ever seen in my life. So I am giving this an A grade. It deserves it. These men and women busted their butts from beginning to end, and it was lovely. Uh, the majority of our fans on our Facebook group agreed with me. They gave it an A grade. Some people gave it a B. And one individual, for some odd reason, gave this an F. I don't know if they really saw the show or not. Alright, as far as favorite match from the pay-per-view, the majority of our Facebook group that voted went with the dog collar match. Followed by the three-way for the tag team titles. And then one vote for the kickoff show each match. One for Hirsch Statlander and one for Marshall against Hook. Very, very interesting. Um, I gotta give it to the three-way title match. I really do. It was unbelievably well. Uh, one of our Facebook members, Eddie, wrote, MJF and Punk for me was his favorite match of the night. Even though I hated the ending, a ring KO'd him. But a chain around a hand was nothing. Okay, I understand where Eddie is coming from. But you have to remember, Eddie, MJF has used that ring so many times to beat other people that for him to lose by the ring is a pretty good idea, actually. A really good idea, I think. But yeah, this was... An absolute fantastic show all the way around. If you haven't seen it, please, please check it out. You will not be disappointed one bit. All right, and that is going to do it for the show this week. Uh, going to do quick plugs. Uh, if you got any questions or comments, send an email, wrestlingman at thatwrestlingshow.com. Uh, join the Facebook group. Over 500 members on our Facebook group. All you got to do is type in That Wrestling Show Fan Group and you are there. If you can't find it, it's okay. I put the link in the description of each and every episode. Uh, check out our Twitter, Wrestling Show 11, and check out our Instagram, That Wrestling Show. I uh, want to plug real quick the DK and Bill Wrestling Podcast. Myself and my good friend DK, we discuss the past of professional wrestling, the history of professional wrestling. This coming Monday, we're doing, um, and, and, I, and I know I said that, you know, 
uh, we we had an episode, but we're gonna put them together. We're gonna make it two shows coming out on the same day, as we're gonna sh- reveal our top ten favorite WrestleMania matches from the first twenty WrestleManias, and then we're gonna do another top ten of our ten favorite from twenty one through thirty seven. That is this coming Monday on the DK and Bill Wrestling Podcast. And also check out Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast where I watch and review each and every South Park episode. This week, I review the Season 15 episode, Funny Bot. That is this week on Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast. All right, next week, uh, it's another step closer to WrestleMania weekend, so going to be giving you guys the latest wrestling news, gossip, and whatever else is going on at the time. Hope you all have a wonderful weekend, and if you are celebrating St. Patrick's Day, which is actually this coming Thursday, have a fun, safe, happy St. Patrick's Day, and come back next week for another episode of That Wrestling Show, the podcast where all pro wrestling matters, and as always, wrestle on.